And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode 124 of the Holistic Health and Human Potential Show. This interview is with my friend Larry Michael, and the episode is Becoming the Greatest Version of Ourself. And this episode was truly, truly fantastic. We really dove into a number of absolutely important areas that each one of us as an evolving and growing human being needs to really understand. And the bulk of the interview really touched on the dynamics and the energetics of conscious relating through our intimate relationships. And that's really a hallmark of Larry's work. And the more I've gotten to know Larry on a personal level over the last year or so, you know, I've gotten to see the power of the particular work and modality that he operates with and more about that will be shared through the interview. And I really, I really dig down deep into my own personal experience um, through the conversation because it was just a very intimate, very vulnerable, and very powerful conversation that we had. And I think it's something that's going to really illuminate a lot for people that are in relationships and are looking for deeper intimacy and are looking for deeper connection, but feel like there may be an energetic block or wedge between them and their partner or them with themselves, and they're not quite sure what is going on, I think this interview is going to reveal a lot for you. So uh, look forward to sharing this with you. And before we dive in, I just want to encourage you, if you want to know more about my work and my coaching programs, my online education courses, my published books, or any of the other work I am doing in the world, please go to RonnieLandis.net. And there is a whole plethora of um, resources and information, videos, free content, and also 
more information about how to do private work with me through my coaching programs and my online courses and um, much, much more. So I want to invite you to check that out. Again, the website is www.ronnylandis.net. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Larry Michael. Larry Michael, a.k.a. The Love Shepherd, is the founder of the School of Genetic Energetics, a master ERP, and host of The Larry Love Show. He's a breakthrough relationship coach, author, trainer, speaker, and producer. As the founder and voice of TheFourAnswers.com, he's brought to the world the only scientifically proven online compatibility system that unlocks the mysteries and reveals the true motivations behind our actions, from devastating emotional upsets to our most joyous and blissful experiences. Larry dedicates his life to creating possibility for all of us to live in a courageous intimacy in deep connectivity and in our full loving expression. Well, that sounds really amazing. I'm <laughs> super stoked to have you on the show, Larry Michael. Hi, I'm excited to be on the show, Ronnie. It's like, you know, it has been wonderful to develop a friendship with you and to be able to participate professionally. That's like the cat's meow. So this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was recently just going over the energetic report that you did for me and uh, my partner, Rima, and that was pretty enlightening. I'm still taking it all in, but... Uh, really awesome to get a deeper depth of the work that you do and the relationship work, the, the connectivity work or the energetic work. And I'm just excited to really dive into all of it with you. Well, thank you. Um, let's do it. Yeah, well, let's do that. Let's, let's talk about the work that you do. Um, and then we'll unpack it from there. Okay. So how, how would you like to start? You know, I, you can ask me any questions you like, you can, um, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. So what, what, what got you started with the particular work you do? I, I'm aware of, uh, the particular modality that you shared with me, but I'd love to just get an idea of like what led you into that work. Um, I imagine that there's a story there of what might not have been working through your experience and you do have an extensive experience, obviously. <laughs> so that's kind of what I want to dive into and then get into like the nitty gritty of what the work is. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I definitely have a, a story. It's almost like around relationships who doesn't. So, um, over a decade ago I was in a relationship I thought was going to be quote unquote the one. And it started out really wonderful, and then it started to uh, deteriorate in some ways that I really hadn't experienced fully before, and I totally didn't understand. But uh, Ronnie, I'm the kind of person that like won't give up on a relationship. In fact, to almost a default, uh, I'll stay with the relationship perhaps a lot longer than I should in some situations. And this was one of those where I just wanted this to work so badly. I love this woman. Uh, there was a ton of chemistry and I was trying everything. I mean, literally everything. I would go to the bookstore and grab every book I could. We went to therapy sessions. We went to coaching sessions and keep in mind that I'm uh, through this whole time. I've been a relationship consultant and coach for decades and so here I am going to see people about my own relationship 
And, um, and part of our challenge, interestingly enough, was a sexual one. And so I was looking into that as well. And I went out and decided I was going to learn everything I could about Tantra, thinking that would make me the world's greatest lover, right? <laughs> and, and how could a relationship go wrong then? And, and it still wasn't working. And, and you can imagine, I'm sure anybody listening to this, if you've ever been in a relationship that you really wanted to work, and then you knew it wasn't happening. Mm. And, and the impact of that throughout everything you do in your life, like I go to work and I wasn't complete. I wasn't 100% at work. I wasn't 100% with my kids. Uh, you know, I was less than in so many ways because of the emotional turmoil inside. And I really needed a solution. And I happened to just luck into one where I was at an event, and on the last day of an event, um, a gentleman that was there that I, I never noticed anybody through this whole thing. That's how sour my relate my my constitution was at the time. I just didn't want to encounter anybody. And on the last day, this guy gets up and he says, "I can tell you what's going on in your relationship when no one else can." Now you can imagine it was like, Bling! "Okay, I'm listening." And after the event, I sat down with him. He asked me for a couple pieces of information, which really threw me off, because all he asked for, Ronnie, was birth dates. Mm. And my first response was, well, you know, I'm really, I, I like astrology, and I like numerology. I like a lot of esoteric sciences, but I've looked at those, and that didn't do it. And he said, no, really, this is different. Um, we don't use astrology it's a completely different system but we do access it through birth dates and i went okay you know humor me and he proceeded to tell me exactly where the challenges were in my relationship and in addition to that ronnie he also shared with me some aspects of my own personality and characteristic that define experiences that i've been having for the last 30 years and the impact of that was, uh, honestly, when I look back on it, it was way bigger than the impact of finding out what was up with the relationship. So I was kind of like, okay, what is this? This is fascinating. Is this real? Because you only asked me for a couple pieces of information. And he said, it is. And I know what you do. I'd like you to help me with it. And so at that time, I was taking products to market. And I had never, ever taken a product to market that wasn't efficacious. And I know you can appreciate this. It's like, to you and I, knowing that what we're working with rings true and is accurate and has scientific backing to it, um, is like critically important because we take this huge fiduciary responsibility to our customers. And so I spent two years, two years testing out this system and interviewed over a thousand couples, and in that period of time, the darn thing was never wrong. It was like, it was never wrong. And that kind of was mind-boggling to me, and so I got involved with the company, and at the time, our focus was matchmaking. And, and it makes sense, because I was trying to get into a relationship I wanted to work. And over time, over the period, this is almost 12 years ago now, Rand, Ronnie, over that period of time, I discovered that it was way, way bigger than just matchmaking. Mm. And it's now totally become my life's work mm. uh, to the degree that we've reached over 180 countries around the world. And my goal is to share it with everybody. I want people to know that there is an actual piece of information that sits at the foundational level 
underneath everything that we do that can give us just a little bit of insight that because of that allows us to get out of our stories, that lets us, allows us to let go of shame and blame and guilt and resentment and really show up in this precious present, really present for love. And that's a huge deal. That's a huge, huge deal. deal. That's the biggest deal on the market. Um, it's the biggest deal on the planet. Yeah, wow. it, it really is. And when I saw the impact it was having, not just on my relationships, but my kids and my friends and my business. And, you know, I get to get together with someone like yourself and talk to you about your relationship and provide insights that, you know, you can speak for it probably better than I. But my hopes is that the information you get allows you to be closer and more connected and more deeply involved and more loving with your partner. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to touch on that because what's present for me is, you know, we, we had a we had a deep dive discussion about this, so you, you obviously know, but um, I think this is relevant for all of us. You know, when we're when we're in a deep relationship with someone that we really love and we're experiencing challenges and especially if we're both very conscious beings but we're going through turbulent experiences of growth and transformation um it can be for i'll just keep it blunt confusing to say the least (laughs) um but my experience was that when i got into my relationship um although you know I, i would love to romanticize it and there was definitely a lot of that but there was also a lot of upheaval and a lot of all the other areas of my life, specifically business, and I'm still still largely in that process of like, I'll say it this way, I was absolutely clear um, from a financial and um, kind of directional perspective of what I was doing, where I was going, I was making things happen pretty regularly, but you know, through the through the duration of the uh, the relationship and all that came up through it. These other areas of my life became very confusing and destabilizing is probably the best word to use. And so um, I just went through these bouts and I'm still, you know, it's still different layers of just kind of confusion, the sense of energetic confusion. And what I what I got from this, what I'm getting, I should say, because it's a process of integrating and embodying um, the energetic romance report that you did for me and my partner um, was very clarifying because it helped me understand parts of more so parts of my own dynamic that I needed to stabilize and I needed to honor in order to be present for the relationship um, and to also understand why certain elements were being destabilized when I would I would probably go all in or try to be very present for the relationship but then other areas of my life, we're getting very destabilized and I couldn't figure out what's going on here. You know, like I started throwing questions around in my mind of like, okay, well, if this isn't enriching these other areas of my life, if it, if it isn't amplifying them, then something must be wrong, right? This must not be the right fit. And in all those stories that come up and trying to make things work. So I, I can say just, um, just in a very uh, just upfront way that this um, the the work the the report as it is that you gave me and just understanding the you know you have so much experience that you're able to kind of pierce through these things pretty effectively. Um, I was able to understand that I needed to order my life 
um, in a way that allowed me to be present for the, the shifts and twists and turns and changes that were going on on the energetic level. Yeah, that's a big piece. That's a really big piece. There's, um, it's really fascinating. I, you know, if we step step back, so my my science is called genetic energetics, and it's a typology. So when you speak to a report, for those people that are listening to this, are going, what? Just what is this report they're talking about? Um, it identifies specific characteristics that we have that are genetic that are energetically driven. And what Ronnie is talking about when he's talking about energetics is, you know, what is that? In, how do those influences show up throughout our life? Would that be accurate, Ronnie? Yeah, absolutely, perfect. So, so that it is a typology, and there's lots of typologies out there. I mean, we have a, you have a really brilliant, um, very intelligent group of listeners, and so I can, I'm going to make an assumption that you've heard of things like Myers Briggs and DIS and Persogenics and you know, Enneagram and... Yeah, and we've had, yeah. We, we've had uh, one of my friends, Christopher Powers, is a world-renowned expert in human design. We just there you had go. Richard Rudd on the show for Gene Keys. So this is, so the typology is pretty familiar. Right, so typologies, here's the, the interesting challenge with them, is that um, typologies are kind of a double-edged sword. And I'm a big fan, by the way, of Gene Keys and human design. I think they're both brilliant. And... Uh, I'm obviously a big fan of my own typology, but the one thing that I want everybody listening to really hear is that when you get these, when these, when you're sitting in front of you and you have someone say, you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that, we have to be really, really careful that we don't project that information onto the people that we encounter, that we're in relationship with. Mm. And we have to be really, really careful that we take the information as it describes us and we totally feel into it. Like we have to see, does this really resonate with me? Does it, you know, does it resonate with me? And if it doesn't, we can ask the question, what am I doing in my life right now that may be in opposition to that? Or what am I doing in my life right now that gives me a greater insight into how I need to best flow? energetically right mm -hmm. and and so i just kind of wanted to provide that as an overview because even when i train my own students i'll say to them i'm going to give you this tool that to me is the most important tool that we could possibly have as human beings and i'm also at the same time going to tell you not to use it mm -hmm. and they kind of go what I want you to use it to understand yourself. I want you to use it to understand others and acknowledge others, but I don't want you to use it to project yes. how things are going to turn out in the future. And that's the trap of anything that says you are or she is or he is. Mm -hmm. I have with you know a, a lot of the modern day conversations about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And there's so much effort to create a description of what this person is. And I, when I hear that, it just makes me cringe inside because I go, no, 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 no. Listen to this. This is an insight for you. But don't look at another person expecting them to be what this description says. Because every encounter that we have is going to be unique. Yeah. You and I have different energetics 
yet we have a very unique and beautiful friendship, I believe. Yes. And, and you know, and if we were to look at this thing, we can go, well, your energetics are so different. You guys shouldn't really get along. And I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody's, everybody shows up in a, and, and this, I'm going to emphasize this as powerfully as I possibly can. Everybody shows up in our life exactly as they're supposed to, when they're supposed to, right? There's no coincidences. And it's our goal, one of those things, if we want to connect with people, to ask, why me, why now, why us? And get a deeper understanding of who this person is that's so precious, that is, that has landed square in front of you. You know, So here you are in this relationship with a wonderful woman, and you have some beautiful similarities. You also have some important differences. So does that mean that because you have differences, you should say, oh, you know what, it was really nice knowing you, but bye-bye, mm. not on your life, right? Mm. Does it mean that there are things that are going to come up because of possibly of your similarities that are going to have you looking closer and deeper into who you are, who you are and how you show up than you ever have before? And the answer to that is absolutely. So, you know, when you talk about some things really allowed you to see deeper and feel deeper into your relationship and other things became kind of a gronk, they became very challenging, those challenges, this is an opportunity in your life to embrace them courageously. Mm. And, and you and I have talked about this, this term I use all the time called courageous intimacy. And it's really about allowing yourself to be seen, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be at the peak of your integrity. And at the same time, know that things are going to come up that are going to try and swipe you off your feet. Right? Mm -hmm. This is growth. Mm -hmm. This is the most exciting growth that you can possibly be in. And to be courageous and excited for whatever it is that comes in front of you instead of, instead of tucking your tail and hiding or being scared and running, but confronting it straight on, that's the most courageous, but also the most beautiful growth-producing thing that you can possibly do. So, you know, to your comment, I would say, where those things are really a gronk, where they're really challenging, get freaking excited, my friend, because, <laughs> you know, what's going to come out of that is your next emergence, your yes. next evolution of who you are that's going to be even more magnificent than you are today. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty freaking great today. Yeah, well, you know, it just came up for me is the, the nature of a powerful cosmic cauldron like a divine relationship, if you want to mm -hmm. call it that. And the lesson that I or the story that I chose to interpret it as more recently is that it's kind of it's kind of uh, breaking, breaking down the layers of identity and ego that had attached to certain things or sim in simpler terms, the inauthenticities that are no longer relevant to that emerging that emergence of, uh, in my case, who I'm becoming for myself in the world and potentially in this relationship. Like nothing, I, nothing in my experience will shake things up like a good relationship. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so true. I love the term cosmic cauldron. I'm going to borrow that. That's so good. It's, that it's, it's especially great a couple days after Halloween, you know? <laughs> yeah. And right on a full moon as we're talking about. Yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> double, double toil and trouble. Um, 
Yeah, there's, you know, relationships in general, whether they're romantic or they're business or they're, you know, with family. Yeah. That, you know, those are our greatest challenges and our greatest opportunities. You know, we have, we have before us the chance, the opportunity to discover an enormous amount about ourselves. Or we can tuck our tail and run, right? But if we courageously step in and we allow ourselves to be fully present for what is, which means letting go of a shit ton of stories, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's like, we're walking around, speaking about cosmic cauldron, with a cauldron full of stories and belief systems, most of them which aren't even ours, Right. right? They belong to, who knows who they belong to, the book we read, the mentor we might have had, our parents, our last relationship where we thought we were possibly broken, mm. right? We have all these stories, and this is an opportunity to, like, let them go. Because while we're in our stories, we are not present. Mm. And if we're not present, we're nowhere close to love. Mm. But if we are present and we're in a loving place, then what we learn is so profound, it's so deeply transformative. And, you know, that's, you can call that the phoenix or the phoenix rising from the ashes. You can call it whatever you like. But to me, it's where the most amazing serendipity and co-creativity happens. And the real source of bliss is right there in this precious, very precious present. And all these tools that we have are giving us more and more ways to show up in the present. All the defining typographies and all of the stories get us out of it. And so we have to do this delicate dance of, you know, what's true now versus what happened yesterday versus what do I want to have happen tomorrow? And ultimately, to be squarely on our feet, though, we need to do that from the present. Yeah, you know, um, it brings up, it's a really, really beautiful, beautiful um, explanation and just totally true. And what, what I just thought about as you're saying that is, um, in my relationship is that's what's present for me is, um, it's just changing so much. I'm sure so many people can relate to this and it's in, in, in probably, probably mostly because there's just like this soul impulse that's going through so much of a, so many of us where we're shifting and changing, it feels like time is speeding up. There's just so much happening in in my relationship. Like, I could be having a conversation with her like uh, three days ago or four days ago, and it's like, wow, okay, we got this down. We figured this out. We know where we're going. And then, like today, I get a text, and you know, she's she's wanting to have a conversation about where we are in our relationship. Where is it going? What's going on in my in my masculine mind? I'm like, didn't we, didn't we already figure that out? Like, aren't we already good? But, but you know, it's, it's, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing for me because this is relatively new and the, and the, the, the consistency of, I don't want to call it fluctuation, but in the consistency of transformation and how much it's happening on a daily basis. I mean, even to that point, we could have been talking about something last night and got clarity. And then today it's a whole new kind of energy so i kind of want to speak into that too and how and as you're bringing up the need to be very present 
Um, because some of us men out there, you know, like we, we, <laughs> we have our own, um, I guess I don't want to say challenges, but we're, we're wired and built the way we are. Right. So there's, there's like this, this, uh, I don't know. I don't want to speak too much into it. I want to kind of hand it over to you. But if what I'm saying makes sense. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just taking a big breath and, and kind of, all right, let's step into this. So there's a, a quick little piece about men and, and I'll kind of fill in a blank and you tell me if this fits. But my experience of men in general is that as men, we really, truly want to satisfy our women. We want our women to be happy. We want them to be fulfilled. And we want to provide. You know, and one of those things that women look for provision from a man, um, as much as men do from women, is safety and security. Right? We want to sense that where we are right now is safe for us. It's a, it, you know, it's like I'm not, I may be stepping on the edge of a cliff, but I haven't quite stepped over yet. So am I okay standing here? You know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think this is, by the way, although a lot of women will say that's something they really need from men, I think it's something that both genders need from each other. And, um, you know, so when there's a conversation two days ago about, where are we? And you come up with some new clarity about what that is. Now you get to try it on for a couple of days. Mm. And in trying it on, you may need some additional clarity. Mm. I know when I, my beloved and I get together, there's times, I mean, we just took a quick little trip down Ensenada, just kind of 36 hours down and back. So we had lots of time to talk. And there were some things that came up that both of us are like getting on our phones and putting it into text edit, you know, or into our notepad because we're going, Oh my God, I got to remember that because I want to see if it still rings true tomorrow. You know, mm. just kind of like a statement that helped us get really great clarity about some of our, some of our past and our history, you know, and as coaches, I'm always working with people that are bringing up, this happened to me when I was a child. This happened to me in my last relationship. Lots of issues from the past that are unresolved. And there's a, you know, there's a, a tendency for us to go to those unresolved issues to define where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a trap in that, of course. Uh, because those things that happened yesterday don't exist today. They don't, other than when we bring them forward in our memories, right? right? And what we're remembering is not exactly as it happened, right? <laughs> you know. So, you know, how difficult would it be to just go, okay, I'm just going to step out of that. I'm going to just step out of the fact that my house burned down when I was seven years old, or I lost a parent when I was twelve or some other serious challenge that may have come up for a man or a woman. Sometimes there's a lot of issues around sexual abuse that are, that are very true and real for both men and women from our childhood. And, you know, am I going to be able to, just for the moment, step out of that, take a breath, and be who I am now? Like, the person that chose to get up out of bed this morning is a very special person. Because when they decided to get up and and step into the day, they executed the most loving thing that they could possibly do 
and that's they embraced their own life. Right? In that moment, they decided, I'm going to live another day. Mm-hmm. And it's the most powerful, profound expression of love there is. But then we step out of bed, we put on our clothes, and we also put on the dressings of our past, and we forget about that expression of love. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we can get naked again, <laughs> like take everything off, and then step out into the day and encounter your beloved, what would that be like? And how much clearer might that communication be between you and her, or she and I, or she and you, you know, that, that allows you to know for certain what is true in this moment, and embrace what is true in this moment, and that <clears throat> loving embrace is so powerful. And then if you find yourself asking, but what about, but what about, but what about, <laughs> you know, what you're really doing is you're bringing back the old stories and go, well, can this happen to me? Can this happen? I'm really worried about this, right? Uh, and this happened in the past, so isn't it going to happen again? I mean, you did this once before, so won't you do it again? That kind of conversation is the most damning conversation you can get into. Because the answer is, in this precious present, hell no. But if you're going to bring my past or a projection of the future into this present and, and impose that on me, then you can create everything you want. You can create any disaster you want. You can create all kinds of questions, and you negate what's present. Mm. So, you know, my invitation to you and your beloved is when a question comes up, how do we feel right now? Where are you right now? Mm. What do you need to know from me right now to sense and feel the degree of love and adoration or honoring or respect or acknowledgement that I have for you in this very moment, right now. You know, mm. what do you need to know? Because if you tell me the way you need to hear it or how you need to hear it, if it works for me, if I love the request, you got it, babe. I'll give it to you. I'm happy to. As a man, my God, please, you know, let me know and I'll do it if it works for me. And then the converse of that. At the same time, this is if someone asks you for something and your personal discernment says, boy, I, that doesn't, I can't honor myself and do that, that you have to really then stop and honor you first. Because remember, the person that you loved when you got out of bed the most was yourself. Right. You chose life. <laughs> That's a huge, huge expression of love. Mm. It's why with all the catastrophes that go on in our world today, we still exist as human beings because we're choose life. Yeah, I remember we were sitting down and uh, I was sharing that I was going through a dip in my, um, just a dip in general and um, feeling a lot of, uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of doubts, a lot of things coming up for me and even, even allowing myself to feel the subtle depression and things of that nature. And you just, you just simply said to me, it was like, would you like to cut through that, you know, right away? I said, yeah, absolutely. And you just asked me like, did you brush your teeth this morning? Like, well, yes I did. And, and so on and so forth. And, and basically like, well, you chose to live today. You chose to show up and live. And I think that that's so powerful to remember that, 
when we wake up in the morning and we, we get up, no matter how we feel, even if we don't feel like getting up, actually, if we don't feel like getting up yet, we do get up. That's even more powerful, isn't it? Because we're still making a choice to continue on living despite how we feel or what the circumstances are in that moment. Yeah. You know, Ronnie, I think back into my youth and, and I had some really, really tough years. And and I'm not comparing them to anybody else's tough years. I know they're all unique, but I had I had a few years where, you know, whether I really wanted to stick around on this planet or not, were were foremost in my mind most of the time. And when I look back at it, it's like, why am I here? <laughs> and I realize the reason why I'm here is that it, it, ultimately I knew that. I, it, it was not that I had things to do. I had contributions to make. I, as a person, had some importance in existing and expressing and being the loving human being that I could be. And, and I went on a number of those years, you know, kind of thinking all that, going, okay, that's why I'm still here, but still not fully loving myself. You know, I had all kinds of reasons that I didn't like me as much as I probably could have. And and then there was that moment where I went, oh, my God, why do I do any of this? Well, because I have enough belief in the value of life and the, the value of a really compassionate, conscious connection with someone that I can't imagine anything else that, that there, there's just nothing else better than that. Right. And. And I know that my most creative contributions weren't because I was sitting by myself at my desk. It, it was because someone or something sparked something in me that was about contribution and creating something better in this world. And, and I believe that, that any human being out there that's ever created anything, whether it's a beautiful piece of art or even a silly piece of art, to an incredible you know, invention like an electric car, whatever, that at the core, we all come from that same place. It's a grand equalizer, really, because we, it's, we, we can spend a lot of time going, oh, they're so much greater than me. They're so much better than me. They've done so much more than me. And, you know, that comparison is so disastrous because it, it belittles us. But the reality is, is we all have this incredible capacity to create and contribute. And we do it all the time, all the time. And we don't take enough time to really appreciate it and to celebrate those contributions that we make on a daily basis. Whether it's picking up our dog and brushing their fur, you know, or, or helping someone you know, open a door, or it, it doesn't matter. There's just so many things that we do as human beings every day. Uh, this is the most magnificent, magnificent creatures that we are. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the tools, that's why, that's why a tool like Genetic Energetics that I have used with you and, and has reached so many people around the world that's why this typology to me is so important because it, it really provides um, a sense of knowing that allows us to up-level every encounter we have. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, that what more can you ask for? Mm. You know, yeah. we, do a, we do a disservice to ourselves often by trying to evaluate and, and work on relationships without having enough information or without taking the time to learn enough about another person. And so we step in and we take huge risks. And we don't need to do that. Um, we don't need to do that. I'll, can I I'll, can I share a little metaphor? Yes. Maybe this will kind of help. Absolutely. Imagine you and I and five of our best friends. We've all been invited to sit in the waiting room while our very best friend, our, our mutual friend of ours, is having a minor surgery. Okay, just a minor surgery, and we're we're you know gladly come to support her. And we're all waiting in the waiting room. And this surgery is supposed to take about an hour. And so we're, you know, it's a great gathering of friends. We're always so busy. So we're so happy to be with each other. An hour goes by really quickly. And then all of a sudden we realize, wow, we're almost at two hours. This is a lot longer than we anticipated. And so the, the kind of the mood is changing. We're a little concerned. Then three hours goes by. And now we're really quiet. We're not as jovial. We're like very concerned. What's up with our friend? Another 10 minutes goes by, and we see the doctor walking down the hallway towards us, and we can tell from the look on his face, we're going, oh, this isn't, this isn't what we want to hear, I don't think. And he walks up to us, and he says, I'm sorry, we lost her. And, and we sit there in disbelief, going, how, how? How is that possible? This was a minor surgery. How is this possible? This doesn't happen. What? And he goes, well, she told us her blood type. And we assumed that's what it was. And we had to give her a transfusion. And it wasn't correct. And we lost her. So, you know, in hospitals today, would that ever happen? No. No. I mean, maybe. Rare circumstances. But rarely would that ever happen. But in our relationships, we're doing relationship surgery every day, a scratch, a bruise, an irritation, an upset. And we step in and we kind of surgically try and fix it. And we don't have all the information. We're lacking the blood type. So genetic energetics is that piece of, is that blood type. And at the same time, I'll tell you that like even in a, in a hospital, the blood type that for a transfusion is critically important, but so is the doctor, and so is the hospital, and so is their experience, and so is the person's preparation. There are lots of things to all be considered, and we can't leave any of them out if we're going to responsibly interact with those people we care about the most. Not in our romances, not in our parenting, not in our business relationships, not in our friendships. If we consciously take the time to know as much as we can and we listen sincerely and compassionately and consciously, we can have the most phenomenal experiences and the most incredible health on this planet. We just have to take the time to be aware of all those things that are available to us. So I'm excited that you interviewed Rudd and you interviewed people that talk about human design. And, you know, I, I know you probably had 
some incredible people on your show to talk about a variety of things. Don't discount any of them. <laughs> yeah. you know? Take what really resonates and is valuable, integrate it, and use it to help you best understand those people that we truly care about, including ourselves, right? Because all of these have great pieces of information about what we need to know to be in our best flow. Mm. You know, we, there's a, I met a couple uh, a few months ago, and they had this belief system, they're um, relationship advisors, actually, and they had this belief system that relationships are really hard, and they can really <laughs> be difficult, right? And I listened to that, and it just, it, it, something to me went, no, no, that's not, no, I, I, that's not right. And I think the real truth is, is that relationships Quality relationships are never difficult. They flow beautifully. What's difficult is the personal work that we need to do that might come up while in relationship. It's our personal work that's the hard work. Mm. And when we do our personal work, then the relationship can really flow. So if you had a conversation with your beloved two days ago, and then today the question gets asked again, but how do you really feel about me? There's a possibility that there's some personal work that needs to happen there. Like one or the other may not be expressing themselves as deeply or as genuinely as they could. Or one or the other may have a story that they're running that, you know, when things are this good, can they really stay this good? I mean, how many times have we heard that? Oh, you know, it never stays that good. It's always great the first six months and then it slows down and then, then you kind of get into a groove which then becomes a grind. Mm. You know, how many times have we heard that crap? And that is crap. I mean, that is like, that's disaster speaking. Mm. Because the exact opposite is possible. Mm. And happens all the time. So if your relationship isn't flowing, look closely at yourself. Look closely Mm. at at your partner and not to fix them, but to support them in whatever things that they want to work on. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different things that could be said about that. <clears throat> um, what I'm what I'm tuning into is this sense of, um, you know, first of all, I want to just say that <clears throat> this information, and if anyone's going to do any of these systems, um, you got to integrate and you got to practice it, right? We we have right. to actually practice. We can't just take, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't just take information and then get kind of like temporarily stimulated or excited about it and then go back to the same patterns, right? We have to actually, um, you know, participate in the, the, um, system or the download, if you will. So for example, me doing this with you and you providing the energetic report, I have to actually study that. I have to go through that. I have to, I have to, um, learn and actively participate in my own learning experience and then and then practice it, put it to use. And the thing that came up for me is one of the things that can be challenging about this is I think there is an underlining kind of emotional laziness that a lot of people, and I'll speak for myself, but a lot of us sometimes, as we do live in a very fast-paced instant gratification, that's probably the best word, instant gratification, um, promoting world and oftentimes we can get a little emotionally lazy especially when it comes to 
our relationships and really putting in the time, the effort, and the participation to work through um, these these things. And I, I love how you've spoken so eloquently to the fact that um, if something is is not flowing, then instead of projecting, blaming, or even trying to fix it, per se, look back at yourself, look at your partner, look at the energetic dynamics that are taking place in the present, and then, um, and then you know, go from there. Well, Ronnie, you've, you've really spoken to something that's critically important. Um, thank you for that acknowledgement, and I, I really want to to step into what you just spoke about, which is, um, you know, make, how important is something? How much time do we take? You know, are we being lazy or is it something else? And I think that it's, it's really the level of importance that we put on our relationships that's at question. So I love working with couples, you know that. And one of my criteria is to work with a couple is I want someone that's like really committed like they're all in, right? And a lot of people will say they're all in, but that all in is actually kind of second base behind, I need my business to be successful. Mm-hmm. I have to get these things done first. I must do this and do that and do this. And these, these 18 things have to happen before I can really sit down and focus on my relationship. And, you know, in our fast-paced world, we have a zillion, gazillion distractions. Um, there's not very few of us that aren't within inches of a mobile phone yeah. or some kind of mobile tablet or device that's constantly giving us an alert that someone wants to communicate or something we have to do. Or, you know, I, we can go on with that, right? So there, there's just a boatload of distractions and there's a boatload of priorities that we put out there to help us survive what we think is to help us survive in this very fast-paced world. Most people will put much more attention on their business and their job than they'll put on their relationship. Why? Because that's how they pay the bills. That's how they put food on the table. So they figure, I've got to pay a lot of attention to my business or I'm not going to get paid. And if I don't get paid, then I can't have a relationship and I can't, I can't provide for my partner. So the focus is on the business first. What they're missing, and anybody that's ever changed this focus thoroughly and completely, is that if they focus on the relationship first, the quality of that relationship will up-level the quality of their business capacity and capability and success Mm. 10x Mm. or 100x. But it doesn't seem like it. You know, that's not our history. Our history... And our upbringing says, get a good job, make a lot of money, provide for, uh, you know, provide yourself a, a house over, a roof over your head and food in the refrigerator and a way of transportation. Now you're ready for a relationship. Mm, mm, That's mm, back asswards. Absolutely. It, it really is. And, and I'm not saying we should go into relationships without some sense of responsibility. We want to care for ourselves and our partners. But if we have a relationship that emotionally hugs us and inspires us, the way we show up in our work environment, our productivity is so much, so far beyond what we ever could have guessed that you just don't go back again. Mm. But how many people will do that? 
How many people are so committed to their relationship that they'll put it first? Yeah. It's, it's, it's too small a number. I, I see people... And they say they're in a quality relationship, but they're both sitting at a table on their on their mobile phone talking to two different people. Now I want to be careful not to judge because sometimes sometimes that's a call they're all having together and they're having fun. So you know, not I don't want people to go, oh, that's a horrible situation because it's not always. But most of the time, there's a disconnect with electronics and with you know communication out into the ethers instead of being connected to two people, two live beings. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to my beloved the other day, and, and where she was, um, it was a conversation about you know what two or three gifts or pieces of information and advice do I have to offer from my experience in life that are I found critically important, and one of hers. There's a couple of hers that are really cool, but one of them that I think is so profound is get outside and connect with nature. Mm. You know, with everything you do, you're sitting on, you're sitting at your desk, your feet are on a concrete floor or a wooden floor, you're not touching the earth, and you're surrounded by windows and walls and books and electronics. You're, we, we can get so disconnected from nature that we forget that we really have a relationship with Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. So one of her pieces of advice, you know, as just an individual, you must connect with nature. And it's so profound. And how many of us miss that? I know I don't as much as I should. Yeah. But I have, to, I have to create a discipline, a practice to do it because I got so out of touch of doing it because I was so busy wanting to create, wanting to provide, wanting to make a difference, wanting to, you know, all these different things that, that we're conditioned to know that we're supposed to do as human beings. Well, I love one of the things you just said that just made this, you know, it's like we're, we're trying to make a difference, but when we connect to what's real, we can then become the difference. And I think that's a mm-hmm. far more powerful place to live our lives from. Absolutely. That's so well put. So well put. <sighs> <laughs> This was this is amazing, Larry. I mean, this this could go on so much longer, and I know everybody is just like eating this up. This is such an intimate topic, and it's such a beautiful flow in the conversation. Every everything that you've shared has been so like spot on to the heart of the matter. And um, unfortunately, we do have little time um, constrictions, but I would love to tune in with you and ask you. What would be a final insight that you would share with the audience from everything that we've talked about? If you could leave one thing with the audience from this this conversation, what would be what would that be? Oh my goodness. Hmm. I'd say that the most important thing that we need to do for ourselves and for those people that we're in relationship with is let go of our stories. Mm. Wherever we have some form of blame or shame or guilt or resentment, or we find ourselves in judgment of others, that's a call out right there. It's a scream out to stop, (laughs) stop, stop and bring yourself present. Let go of whatever it is 
long enough to be able to stop and instead honor and acknowledge and respect, understand and love the people that we are encountering, including ourselves. If we can do that, if we can get squarely into the present, Ronnie, our world changes dramatically. It changes dramatically. Every interaction changes dramatically. And it gives us an opportunity to really see the people in front of us, not for what we think they should be or we want them to be, but for who and what they really are. And we also get to be seen. And that's a that's the that's like the biggest loving hug you could possibly get and give. And uh, you know, if that's that's my wish. My wish is to to get to that place for all of us to get to that place. That's why I do the work that I do. That's why genetic energetics is so critically important. Um, that's why um, people can go to our website and get free profiles because I want everyone to know they don't have to pay. They can have it. Here's this information. Mm-hmm. Learn about yourself. Add it to everything else you know and add it to your ability to understand and love and compassionately embrace those people that are important to you in your life. That's my wish. Man, that's so beautiful. So well put. What is that website for everybody? It's called the4answers.com. And four is spelled out, so it's T-H-E, then F-O-U-R, and then answers, the4answers.com. And if you go to the products page, there's a product called a personal energetic profile. It's free. It's totally free. Get it. Get it. You're going to want two pieces of information when you get there. Your birth date. And if you have it, if you can have it with you, the birth date of your biological opposite gender parent. So, Ronnie, for you, it's your mom. For a woman, it's the dad. If you don't have that, it's okay. If you have it, all the better. Mm. Mm. Go get the report and enjoy it. And reach out. Contact me if you like. We'll support, we're here to support every human being on this planet, have the rich quality relationships they deserve. So fantastic. I enjoyed this immensely, and I just really appreciate you showing up fully to play all out and share your wisdom with all of us. Well, thank you for creating this opportunity, Ronnie. I, I so appreciate you and what you're doing. Um, I mean, you've done a magnificent job, really a magnificent job, um, with the interviews and the people you've had on your show. And I so, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential please go to www.ronnielandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. 
I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.